0: Hey there, and welcome to Shop Talk, The Real Estate Show. I'm Brett Van Alstein, And in today's episode, we're talking with Ben Oosterveld, President and CEO of Agent From Within. The company's mission is to help agents build a business that supports a life they love. We cover Ben's tumultuous youth, how he worked on himself to become a better person and successful business owner, and his start in real estate. Ben has had plenty of highs and lows, and I can say that he is not the typical podcast guest. Our conversation is entertaining and enlightening, and I think you'll enjoy his stories, plus his tips for success in today's real estate industry. Hey Ben, thanks again for uh, taking the time to hop on the podcast with me today.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it,
0: man. Super, super pumped to be here. Thanks so much for the invite. Of course. So um, obviously for people that don't know, you've got a pretty unique uh, background story as far as, you know, growing up and how you ultimately got started into real estate. Uh, Would you mind for our listeners kind of diving into that, um, kind of what your youth looked like um, and then ultimately what your journey was before you got into real estate? Sure.
1: I'll give a little hook first. So there's some so people know that, uh, you know, I started in real estate when I was, it was 2013. I really started my first year. Within a couple of years, I made a million bucks and I didn't do it with lead gen. I didn't even have a business card. My first month I sold five properties. So kind of a hack, I hacked the system a bit. And, uh, but that's not where it, that's not obviously where it started. Uh, I, I grew up in a very tough, I was a street kid, uh, went through a lot, man. I spent 365 days in, in a rehab center for uh you know in failed suicide attempt at 15 years old. Pretty heavy. So hopefully don't uh, freak people out. But it was it was just just a broken person and it was unfair, you know, as a child, a very unfair what I've went through. And and uh yeah, it was hopelessness until I realized I wanted to live. And yeah, after after I got out of the rehab center and all this, I started building a life. And and I think that shaped me more than anything else, which is kind of one of those like I have a I have a motto that life is perfect, even though it sounds pretty crazy, but I got some right to say that because i've had the I've, I've paid the dues in a sense that so life is perfect because I wouldn't be on this podcast, I wouldn't be helping people, I wouldn't be doing what I do without having that origin story. And I think that we need to overcome uh, the, the greatest momentum and the biggest doubles and triples in business and it comes from the from the overcoming ourselves. So it's very much into psychology. And through that process, I really understand people. I spent I spent a decade, like I'm now, what, two or three decades almost, just trying to figure my shit out. And the side effect, though, is really interesting. I got super confident. I got super self-aware. I had to figure out, I just wanted to be normal, Brett. Like, I just woke up every day with rage and anger, and and I just wanted to be happy, you know? And, and so, but I was ridiculously driven. Part of that was the psychology from the past where... The only time you got attention from your family was when you were working hard or accomplishing things so it really frames the inner game and it's really important to understand what your inner game is because it's it's playing out whether you like it or not and so we work so so i understand people very well i, I love human behavior i'm, I'm certified in, in in some psychology stuff that i've done i'm not a psychologist but it's my obsession as humans and behavior and connection and understand how we work and I just I just I just went into sales, crushed at sales, but again ironically my dad was a top sales guy, so I still the subconscious was playing out and but I learned a lot and I learned how to sell and cold call and I went through the grind and hustler beyond hustler and and I found rich dad poor dad and I started thinking, "Oh, this is awesome. Quit my job just blindly and I started doing real estate and within 14 months at 40 properties just insane and uh ended up with 61 or the whole hell of a lot more transactions than that and then the crash hit and I was going full speed like I was young and and very good communicator I understand humans but nowhere near what I am today like I just you didn't know what where where I was going but i i, I it was unbelievable what happened when i i hit the crash there i I just realized that Like I had good investments, I had good investors, but I never was ready to deal with 20 investors saying, Ben, we want to sell, we want our money back. And I'm saying I can't give that to you. Being a people pleaser, it crushed my identity. It 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 broke me down. But in a weird place, that needed to happen. It was a very deep self-exploration. And I and I became a business coach and I started working with people. I redid my, I, I sold off some rental properties. I've got a nice little portfolio today, not 61. But I had to make some very hard. So I navigated it. And at the end of the day, though, I, I really fell in love with, with working with business owners and, and people. And, and what I realized though is the real estate industry was, was lacking massively when it comes to business. And so I would I'd see a lot of hustlers burn out. I'd see a lot of relationships falling apart. But then I'd I'd see the, I'd see agents thinking they could do it all. And I started working with agents and really niching out. And I became an agent. And I thought, what are we ever cool if if as a coach, I would actually start and show my system and actually do it live. And so we did. I got 10 agents. I said, I'm going to coach you. This will be the only time you've ever seen this happen. Only time I'll do it once. Because starting sucks. There's nothing fun about it. And I'm going to get it done. And so that's when I was obviously pretty motivated because I had coaching clients watching me every week. And yeah, I became rookie of the year for the entire area. And that's where just ridiculously amount of sales and all this stuff. But I hired an assistant before I even, I think my by my third sale, I had an assistant because I knew building a business, I knew business coaching. I didn't approach it as a salesman, even though I that was a strong point. I approached it as a business guy. So I hired an, an assistant to pretty much when I started, because why would you ever like start a restaurant and cook, you know, serve the dishes, clean the parking lot, like a business, you have to put in some systems and build a team. I didn't think any other way. And it was, it, it created such a competitive edge because I was never burning out. I could do twice as much work and I only paid, you know, 10, 15 grand for an assistant, like for part time. And it just opened up so much. So anyways, long story short, being coaching, I mean, I, I, I was a real estate for nine years. I built up the company, became one of the top teams in all of Western Canada. And I sold the company. That was always my mission. I never wanted to be a real estate agent. I've always wanted to be a coach and to and help people. And I run retreats now and we do personal growth and we do business coaching. And so that's been the story. It's a real short short version of a long of a long 20 years, 30 years. So I'm 40 what do I now? 41 now. So but okay. yeah, really really uh hitting our stride here with the coaching. We're helping people all over North America right now.
0: All real estate agents. That's That's awesome to hear. And like you had said um that's certainly a part of the industry and part of the business that isn't talked about much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, but certainly is one of the more important things to talk about and One of the things that people, I think every agent, not even, even successful ones, they all need that and they all need to hear it. Um, So that's, that's, that's really great to hear. And your story is pretty inspiring, I think for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Brett. It's funny. I just got off the phone with a real estate broker. He had very successful broker. He he just sold his Remax office and retired. He's 70. So I called him and, and we talked about, (laughs) talked about my business and, and, and different things like that. And he just pretty much said, it was really funny to hear He's such a good guy believes in what I do. Uh, and he knows it works. He's had me speak a few times and he says, just, you know, Ben, nobody wants to talk about mindset and no one wants to talk about relationships. You might want to change your branding. And I'm like, huh? You mean, the guy means a lot to me. Like his words mean a lot. And I thought about it and I wrestled with it. And I'm like, no, no, they just don't know. They I, like, he goes, it'll be a tougher road. And I'm like, that's fine, but you should see what's happening in people's lives. It gets working or you take the other way, create some sales transaction training, and then everyone signs up and you have no results. I'm sorry, I can't. So I believe one at a time, will blow their minds. That's my strategy. It's the same strategy I teach real estate agents. One at a time, connect, connect deeply emotionally, uh, blow their minds and focus on keeping one client for 20 years. That's a missing, huge missing hole focus on a client. Like most people are like transactions. How do we convert better? How do our, our list and our, our, which lead gen, uh, how, what listings, how do you get more lists and tell you how we'll keep one client for 20 years. Like nobody's talking about systems that keep your clients for 20 years. Same thing I'm doing in my real estate uh, world. I'm building a tribe. And if I want, if I want a real estate agent, I help them. I need to really help them. And then what happens they tell their friends and then we have systems in place to always have our tribe. And 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 if you think about it I coached one guy he was 30 some years in the business Remax well trained okay and when I started talking to him about I said how are you how are you getting your a client experience to the point where they're aggressively saying you seriously need to hire John and you should fire your other agent you should definitely hire John I said what are you doing to create that ex- that reaction And he goes, I don't know. I just, I just banging out deals. I said, cool. I said, how many, how many people on your, how many transactions have you done? He goes, well, well over a thousand, like well over. I said, let's just say a thousand. What if you had a 5% referral rate? How many sales would you have? And they said 50. I said, what's your average commission? He goes 15 grand. He's a, he's almost a million dollar agent on a zero marketing budget, but guess what he's doing every day. $2,000 $2,000 a month, crushing lead gen calls at 65 years old, something's broken. Nobody's looking at the end game from the start. It's transaction, 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 transaction. Oh, I'm so busy. I can't take that CMA. Oh, I forgot to follow up. Oh, I need to be more organized. Oh, I'm procrastinating. No, you're just not building a business. You're trying to do it all. And you have to focus on the front end sale, not the referral base.
0: Right, right. Right. Well, and it certainly seems like the key takeaway there is ultimately, and this is what I think the industry is all about in the first place, but it's about having those relationships and actually developing them instead of just, like you had said, treating it as one transaction that yeah. will not even lead to the next because you're just so focused on pursuing the next. Well, without think
1: about what that sounds like. That's the, that's right. the, that's the player. Hey, baby, you want to have sex with me tonight? Awesome. See ya. Like, if you really think about it, the the relationships take freaking work, dude. I'm married for 19 years, almost divorced twice. It is hard. And you got to because you know why? Because you know what's missing, Brett? Relationship training. This is, oh, I'm a relationship person. Awesome. How's your marriage? How's your connection with your children? Oh, they suck. And you're going to be a relationship agent? Yeah, whatever, dude. Like it's, it's <laughs> like, they don't even know what it means. I think if I was to start a brokerage, which I never would, and hopefully a broker's listening right now, you could change the game. You always go for a lawyer or a mortgage broker sitting in and you rent out the office, great and model, you get the building and you sublet everything. And it's a good business. I love it. But why are we putting a mortgage broker and a lawyer in? What if you put a life coach in, right? What if you put, what if put a relationship expert in that office working out of a Remax office or a KW office or whatever. What if you had a relationship expert sitting there in your office? Guess what recruiting would be like. Boy, that'd be different, hey? We believe in mm-hmm. actually training you to be an amazing relationship expert. Oh, that's different. Or we could do the same thing. Oh, we've got the best training. We've got mastermind meetings and we've got the biggest agents and blah blah blah. It's so obvious. If I was in, if I was a broker, it'd be so easy to win. They're doing all of them are doing the same thing, which is the greatest advantage for someone that wants to make a change. Like why not actually do the, what they need is relationship training. If this is a relationship game.
0: Yeah, no. And that's, that's, that's a great point. And I think that's obviously, again, that's the revolving topic of this is that that's what's missing right now. And that's the, the hole that you're filling with what you do and how you help people is you have to kind of ditch this mindset of, Build, 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 build Mm -hmm. and not developing that relationship and actually making those people heard because it comes down to, you know, you want to listen to them. You got it. You have to understand kind of what's going on in their mind to better help you. But it's it's a two way street. The
1: motive, though, of relationship, not the sale. See, this is the thing. Then it's manipulation because I can fool you, Brett, that I care about you. We can mirror each other. I will mirror mm-hmm. you. Like these are all these strategies <laughs> like, oh, you're laughing now. I'll laugh too. And now we're making a connection. Do you like dogs? We got to find that spot so we can find out where we connect. Oh, loves dogs. I got them. I got them. Sign here, here, here. And Brett, you feel like I get you, but it's a sale. Mm. And later on, you're going to resent me for it. That's called, sure. that's called sales. And I'm going to. I know sales. Dude. I've been trained on every level how to close those deals. And I can tell you <laughs> that I put all those in a f- bag and I leave them alone. I got all the mm-hmm. skills. I'm a ninja that doesn't use my sword. Know why? Because, because we want to we build a referral base. If sure. you have to deal with that person for 20 years, you'll deal with them differently. You will not use those closing techniques. Mm-hmm. You'll wait till they are ready. And you can say, do you want to sign here? Let's go. But you're not closing. You're just confirming it because you created a real connection. But the motive is a 20-year relationship. So maybe you don't get the sale this year. You'll get it in two years. Imagine that person you're dealing with. You're, you'll win the game in the end. It's the tortoise and the hare. You know, the tortoise just plugs yeah. away. The hare givers, givers, burns out, givers, burns out. And then the base is never, ever established.
0: Mm-hmm. So where when was the point in your career journey where you kind of had that mental aha of this sales technique that I've been doing and that I've been taught, there's something wrong with this. There's got to be a better way to do business. When when was that point in your career for you?
1: So when I sold office furniture, I sold two and a half million dollars of office furniture at Gunner wow. Office Furnishings. I landed you know, the, uh, the city I landed, the client as a city. I've landed the Husky oil, uh, like I, I, Imperial oil. Like I was just, so sales works in in the way where if I have a product, okay. And I need, I need to talk to a thousand people, that system, where you talk to a thousand people and get a hundred sales, that still is important. Okay. It's really, really important. So hustlers, that's why hustlers can win for a while because that Mm -hmm. works sheer numbers. So I'll never lose that. But the thing is, though, if you're looking at cranking a sale and you don't Mm -hmm. need a replete client, it's all conversion strategies. That's why. And that's fine. I just need you to click here. Buy. We're done. But what if you Mm -hmm. want them to come back for 10 years? Real estate changed for me because you realize, first of all, I I became a better human being. That's what happened. I I stopped manipulating. I found self-awareness. I realized Mm -hmm. I was so selfish in everything I was doing. I was a people pleaser. And the thing is, I'll just hit this now. People pleasing is the most selfish person I know. And the one person I can't trust is the people pleaser. Because if I was, if I have a fear that you're going to judge me or fear that I'm not going to be good enough, my own personal standard, I'm going to give a lot, but not to make you, it's not about you, Brett. It's that you give me the feeling that I need. Or you just, if I'm nice to you, I'll avoid the feeling of being rejected. It's all about me. So there's right. some deep, deep personal, uh, awarenesses that happen. I, that man, everything I do, I bought my wife flowers. I was a romantic. Why? Cause I didn't feel loved and I needed my wife to give me that. That's mm-hmm. why the marriage started breaking. Cause I would do these things for her and it would be a lie at a subconscious level. Not that I I did love her. I did want to buy her flowers. So it's tricky. But I did right. it ultimately, so I would feel like a good husband. It's yeah. not about her. So these are some major, major. This is why I'm all in on the personal inward game because this mm-hmm. is the 10x. Now it's not even the fact that I need to fully change that. That I'm aware that what I'm doing. So I am now it's almost like having a windshield wiper, and mm-hmm. you can see now. Oh, wow. I'm self-aware. Oh, that's what I'm doing. Blind spots Mm -hmm. are the thing we should be hunting for, period, in business. What is your blind spot? One decision can take you out. One partnership. One thing you do that, like, it's just about understanding that who you are is really, really important because every decision you make will be through your filter of who you see yourself as. And that's not talked about unless you go through the road I went through where I had to dig deep into myself (laughs) and I started seeing the results. And so I realized that old school sales tactics are, are selfish. And here's what happened is that people got to know what they were. You Mm -hmm. understand? Have you ever had anyone in your life that said they cared about you, but deep down, they just wanted to take from you. Yeah, for sure. Everyone. And that there is one of the most interesting emotional triggers I run into. That is a real fighter. Like if you felt like I was going to do this to you, Brett, you'd be like, I'm out like it would be like, it's almost F you. I had that happen. You played with my heart. Screw you. That's what sales is without relationship. So it turns yeah. from he loves me. I love him. Yes. Yes. Oh, she just wanted my sale.
0: Yeah. And now it's and then resentment, there's a lot of resentment and now they're yeah, angry
1: you <laughs> and you wonder why. And so, so this is where imagine understanding psychology and human behavior and relationships. So I realized even practically, it was actually a really bad strategy mm-hmm. to do that. So in, then the other, but you know, what's funny, it's like girls that show their boobs all over the internet, because they get lots of likes. It's a good strategy, right? Sure. But you're not getting what you want. People just want to see the boobs. And so the problem is, they go back to saying, I want to share some really intellectual thinking. Mm-hmm. No one sees it. So they go back to the old way because it's almost like the drug. And so sales, yeah, you can use those techniques to get paid, which gives you the drug. But if you can see 10 years down the way, I coach guys in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. I'm like, if they would have just started, it'd be crazy. I got a guy right now named Coke and he's in um, Niagara. And he he actually has uh, four team members. One of them's done 60 deals. He has a choice to work or not. He has a business that is—we—we—we we've, 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 won't get into the details of it—but it's through YouTube and different things that we help them build and and strategize with. But the ultimate thing—he's twenty-some years old. He wow. started from the beginning on putting in his systems. When he started working with me, he said, "He said, you know, I just you know the personal growth stuffs—that's so cool and everything—and I'm I'm open to it, but I really need to put in the systems. Same thing I get with a lot of guys because they don't understand what they actually need, and that's what I'm trying to shift. That's why I'm on podcasts. That's why I'm out there talking. Because you don't understand Mm -hmm. the real 10X is somewhere else. Like after trying 15 different strategies and you're getting the same result, it might not be the strategy. So with Koken, we actually started working on his relationship with his father, started working on his inner game of how his insecurities and how they were self-sabotaging. He hired three assistants. He did everything I said, but they all quit. (laughs) Every one of them. He's like, yeah, another one quit. And they all had really good reasons. I said, dude, this is a Koken problem. This is not, yeah. this is not a hiring problem. Fourth one, he got. Now he's got two assistants. We have to figure out what was relationally wrong in him without a team. So if you want to build a team, great. Let's start with psychology. Let's start sure. with leadership. Let's start with the relationship you have with yourself because that's going to be projected on other people. Long story short, sure. he's, I think he's cracked a half million dollars already this year. And he's wow. and he has sold maybe five percent of his five percent of what his team sold. So he literally comes on my retreats with me. He's had a baby. He took a month off with his baby. See, are we trying to be seven-figure agents? That's what everyone's selling. But who needs Mm -hmm. seven figures? Yeah. He has freedom. That's what we're actually looking for. People want a sense or an emotional feeling of security, but emotional feelings can't be solved with a financial number. Mm -hmm. So they think if I have millions of dollars, I'll finally get rid of that feeling of worry. No, you're going have to deal with worry. And they take,
0: there's more to worry about.
1: Like if you could change the worry, you wouldn't have to take the 17 years to try to become a multimillionaire. You could literally start living today.
0: (laughs) So it's a little bit of a different paradigm. Sure. Sure. Well, let's dive into psychology then let's dive into, you know, mental health is massive. Something that's obviously gaining traction. I think um, within the United States and I'm sure within Canada as well, as far as just having the conversation and people being, aware and people being open to listening, but for you, how did you get started kind of doing that self exploration to, you know, become more aware of who you truly were? What did that look like for you?
1: Okay. So I think the best, obviously my background is pretty crazy, right? When you, Mm -hmm. when you go through trauma, it's pretty extreme, but there's a lot of people that don't go through trauma that desperately need mental health as well. It's not like, well, I didn't live on the streets. I wasn't a drug addict. So it's hard to, I get worried when I share my story that people don't relate. I know my my crew, my 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 trauma guys, they all relate to me, but they're the thing <laughs> is though being but so here's the thing. I think intrinsically inside your soul, there's something that says, I am Ben mm-hmm. and I'm out of alignment. Right. I am Brett, I'm out of alignment. And so what that means is I look at a chiropractor, right? Say your back's out, you can still mm-hmm. operate pretty good. Yeah. Like, and then you do this. I can't figure it out. So we create mental frameworks that say. You know what? There's guy, there's kids starving in Africa. What yeah. do I got to worry? No, like we, it's just because you don't know how to get through that process. I think we have one singular mission and it's to be me. I think at the core of everything inside us, there's one mission it's to be my best version of Ben. And so yeah. I started and I wasn't, I was beat up as a kid. Unfair. Mm-hmm. And I had to try to get back to Ben. And yeah. so by doing that, you have to say, why do I do these things? But when you're really good and your life's pretty good, you don't do those questions. And you don't realize, though, yeah. that on the other side of not too bad or a good life is a f- amazing life that we're, we've been settling for so long, mm-hmm. settling. My wife and I just moved from Alberta to the West Coast, and I'm looking at the ocean. I did that. I got to do that. <sighs> Dude, the sunset, the sunrise this morning was wild, wild. Mm -hmm. I got, I was at the beach hanging out there before coming to talk to you. I feel good. I didn't know how good it could be, but I knew in my heart that I was out of alignment living in Edmonton, Alberta. It was not my home at a, at a subconscious deep level. I knew I was out of alignment. So what I started doing in life, I thought, how do I just build a life? I remember just wanting to die every day as a kid. And I, and I, and I got out of my rehab center and I just thought, man, if my, if I could get a wife that loves me, some kids that run to me, I would be happy. It was so mm-hmm. simple back then, so simple. Right. And I realized, wow, it's still simple today. And I realized that I just need to be me because when I'm in mm-hmm. alignment, gets good. It gets easier. Money comes to me. Relationships are healthy. Cool people. I attract amazing people that are like my journey, which is people that want to be the best versions of themselves. But if I'm mm-hmm. bitter, I'll attract bitter people. It's we're a magnet to bring in ourselves. So so it wasn't a one day thing. It just I started getting whole. And getting more aligned to who I need to be in my life, who I was designed to be. I don't know. Why do people think about it? Why do people jump on a piano and they know how to play and they've never taken lessons? Why? What is your thing? Like, mm. why do I want to f- talk? I don't know. <laughs> I was told I talked too much my whole life. Screw you all. That was my destiny. Screw you all. Yeah. This is who I am. I have t-shirts now I make say, I believe in me. I got another t-shirt that says, says let my story Let my, let my story speak for me, let, you know, let my actions tell the story. And so I think the ultimate thing, even for real estate agents, this might get a little hairy fairy people that like this will love this, but the people that are like, (laughs) what the hell, let's talk about strategy. How'd you make a million bucks? How you make a million dollars is to step one, self-awareness. Okay. When you meet with someone, you'll win every listing because they feel the energy they feel off you is amazing. They can trust mm-hmm. you. They're going to be safe with you. You'll be able to hear people because you're out of your freaking head thinking, oh, did I do a good job? What am I going to say today? No, you don't do those things when you're actually self aware and confident. So, yes, it ties back to how well you can convert sales on every level, but you got to be mm-hmm. yourself. I know it sounds meme like. But it's real. Sure. It's really. What are you designed to be? And where are you out of alignment?
0: Yeah. No, and that and that makes sense. And I think self-awareness is the key to success in anything, whether it be real estate or, you know, personal growth or you know, whatever your career is in. Yeah. But self awareness, I think, is something that ultimately most people think they have, but they don't truly and they yeah, they never want to take that time because it's not easy. It's not easy to do that inner work and really explore yourself, um, I think which just, sounds like one, one of the barriers. Right? It might yeah, not yeah, yeah. be as
1: hard as people think. And I catch myself saying the same thing you just did. It's like, yeah, it's not easy. But I'm like, hold on a second. Like, maybe that's a framework that we've built a society that maybe sure. it's not as hard as you think. And so I think when we say those things, we instantly create a resistance it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, eat this cake. Oh, man, it's going to be so hard to eat that cake. Oh, really? No, dude, just eat the cake. So I find, that, I find that the psychology world has made it long, drawn out, impossible to get through. And I think we need mm-hmm. to be checking in on our framework of how we think of human growth. Like, for example, I'll give a tip right now that something to start right now. When you react, not think. When you react, that's the doorway to start looking and just say, hey, why did I get mad there? What happened? Why did I why did I go quiet there? And you just start asking questions and you go, oh, that's why. Cool. I've normalized a conversation that's not being normalized. So anyways, I just think it's just I didn't mean to interrupt you, Brett. Just that moment. No, like, no, no, no.
0: I'm glad you said that. OK, yeah, just I'm really glad that you said it might that.
1: not be as hard as people think. I'm seeing changes constantly in my world quick. It's not it's not mm-hmm. for real. They're not they don't have to take that long.
0: After the break, Ben and I talk more about mindfulness, what an energy audit is, and how creating systems for your business can help you become more efficient. Are you or someone you know looking to get started with a career in real estate? The CE Shop's 100% online curriculum lets you learn from the comfort of your home and on your schedule. Enroll in our mobile-friendly courses today and save 25% with promo code SHOPTALK. This episode is also brought to you by Chime. Chime's AI-driven platform, custom-built for the real estate industry, helps agents, teams, and brokerages automate and accelerate their business and drive profitable growth. The centralized, customizable platform combines IDX websites, lead generation, marketing automation, advanced lead management, and powerful AI to cost-effectively capture and convert leads into new business download a free version of their new ebook, How to Leverage Technology to Recruit Top Agents through the link in today's episode show notes. So it seems like, you know, The practice of being mindful for you is, has been a long journey. You said you're in your forties now. Is there something that you do every single day that helps you kind of frame that mentality? Or is it just at this point, it's become so natural that you don't have to think about it as much?
1: I think we have to look at our motivations. So we look okay. at routine. So what we're talking about is like, what's your daily routine? We love these questions, right? What's right. this? Yeah. You you make a billion, you make a hundred trillion dollars. What's your secret? Well, I get up in the morning, take a, shit. and then what I do. Like, what do you want to know? Like, it's I think the five a.m. club. Maybe that's it. But what if you're a nighttime person? Like, I right. feel like I feel like life is really custom fit to everyone differently. But I get it. Sure. So let's talk about yeah. motivations. Okay, what's your secret, okay. Ben, for losing thirty pounds? Secret. I just found out that I uh, was going to get diabetes. (laughs) It's the ultimate weight loss plan. You get a diagnosis (laughs) that you're about to get diabetes in the next few months if you don't lose weight. Do we have to Google how at that point? Do we Google? Shouldn't have to. We never do because what we need to do is not how, what's your routine? We're asking the wrong questions. It's what's your motivation behind what you do? Like, why okay. are you doing a podcast? Why do you wake up every day? Why are you like, what is driving human beings? I love that conversation because that's where we can see real change. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm gonna. How many guys do this? Oh, man, I can't wait. I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to start a podcast <laughs> and no one ever does. You know why? Yeah. It, and but they've Googled it. They've taken the downloaded the $99 course. They've hired a coach and they still have not done it. Do you know why? Because they don't want to.
0: Yeah. Deep down. They don't want to.
1: And they don't have enough motivation. So, mm-hmm. as a coach, a, a good coach, like you can have a trainer and a teacher, but a coach is someone that calls you out on your bullshit. Right. And, and the thing is, I just say, you don't, do you really want to be a podcaster? Oh, I've got this amazing idea. I'm going to start door knocking. Okay, cool. You ready for 18 months? Oh, like it's just like, it's just the ideas and the, the questions. You, so, 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 what's my secret is that, is mm-hmm. that I really look at what, why? What's my why behind what I do? And it, if it's not a good enough why, now here's the thing. Most of them are adopted. So uh, in, in the real estate reboot camp that we coach uh, coach in six months, the very first session is mandatory. They can unlock the entire course called setting a compass. It's a very <laughs> Because people, man, how many times I sit down with an agent and they're like, yeah, I want 50 deals. What's 50? Everyone's 50 deals. Okay. 100, 200 is good, but 50 seems to be the most common. 50 deals. Like, okay, cool. I can help you with that. No problem. Absolutely. Way higher than that. Okay. I can show mm-hmm. you that. Cool, so what are you going to spend your money on? what do you mean? Oh no, no. Obviously you've done a life plan and you've priced out what your life's going to be and how much mm-hmm. it's going to be, and you obviously need you know about eight, nine hundred thousand dollars to live the life that you want. And they look at me and they're like, "Oh, I see what you're doing. because the truth <laughs> is, what do you really need and what do you want? Like a pretty awesome right. life's 350, four hundred. That's a pretty awesome life. Four hundred is one yeah. percent. No, yeah. we've, million is goofy because four hundred thousand is the one percent of the world. Right, the world. Like, if you're over a board, like it's like you can't build a life with that. <laughs> and so they're like, "Life? What are you talking about? My broker's giving me all the awards, and there's the Titan Award with Remax, and that's eight hundred thousand, and there's this award with, and it's like, well, hold on. So my big thing is what what goals have you adopted that aren't yours? You'll never get to the end of the race with adopted goals because they're not what you want. Like, have you, ever, yeah. have you ever told a kid to go clean his room? Do you have kids, Brent? No,
0: no? I do not. Okay,
1: guess what, when, no. you, have, when you, have, if you have a kid, <laughs> get them to clean the room is hard, but watch this. I, what if I told the kids, uh, you know, you have to clean your room. We need we need to teach you discipline and be a good human being. Not enough motivation there. Right. There's not enough motivation. They don't want to clean the room. Why I clean the room? It's fine, I pick up my, my pants right off the floor. wear them twice, what's the big deal? And the thing <laughs> is, but well, what if you told the kid, Tomorrow morning we're going to Disneyland. We got to get up at three thirty in the morning. You got to have your room clean. To be done in two seconds. So right. we have to look at what our motivations are, and you have to. And the kid wants to go to Disneyland. They want to. But if you want to be more yeah. disciplined, that's not a good. I want to be less procrastination. Like it, those aren't good motivations. Those are what you mm-hmm. like. I want to lose ten pounds, but I feel pretty happy with my ten pounds. I, I can live with it. My pants still fit. So you need a diabetes, you need something that actually is going to motivate you. So when you think about like, how do you motivate, I think that's a conversation that needs to be happening. What Mm -hmm. are you actually building? Like, oh, I want a half a million dollars. This is just a hammer. So why do you need a hammer? I don't know, but I got a nice hammer. I want a gold plated one. It's like, why do you need it? And I'm not against it. I want to swim in money, dude. Let me have a good swim in it. I want trillions but not, not disconnected to what I really want though. Right. Like I'm not saying only make 200, I'm saying make as much money as you can, but not mm. sacrificing what you really want. And that's yeah. what has to happen. That conversation needs to happen. So anyone that comes to my world, the first thing we do is set your compass because what makes you happy? <laughs> what are your financial goals? And lay, lay over your financial goals to your personal goals. Lay them over and you'll realize I've done this to hundreds of agents. Everyone says big numbers. I want 300. I want a million. I want this. I said, cool. Once you get there, what are you going to get? What are you going to do? They're like, oh, I'm going to wake up in the morning and have a tea on my balcony. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm like, so they're trying to solve worry and a sense of security. They don't need security. They don't. Mm -hmm. They want a sense of security. So that's why they're mixing practical solutions, thinking it's going to solve the emotional ones. Sure. But what if we solve the sense of security? Then go into the business. What happens? Like it changes the plan. And I think people are really scared to lose their motivation because subconsciously they know it's from a very maybe it's anger or maybe it's a insecurity. What maybe they're scared of actually the drive going away. And I don't know why mm-hmm. because they could be happy. So I'm right. I'm a different guy. I don't fit everybody. But that's kind of where that's that's the that's the reason I just, every single day I wake up and I ask I ask why I do what I do and is what I what I every single thought is that thought mine. Did I adopt that thought? Is that thought mine? Does that thought strengthen me? Does that weaken me? Why did I react that way? Uh, am I doing mm-hmm. what I love? What can I do today to actually make my energy just skyrocket? Because when you show up on the when you show up playing football and the guy's hungover, how good is he on the field? Has nothing to do with talent. It has right. everything to do with your energy. So I think that's something we need to really pay attention to: is our energy. Where are you getting it? Where are you getting drained? Who's draining you? What activities are draining you? In our course, we do an energy audit for that reason. We need to get rid of the things that drain you and make those changes.
0: I like that energy audit. I don't think I've ever heard that before, but I really like that idea. Can you expand on that a little bit? Sure.
1: The actual thing we do is uh, one of the courses we run in one of our, in in one of the sessions we run, we do a business energy audit first. So we list Mm -hmm. out every single thing in your entire business, like everything. And then ask yourself beside it, does it strengthen you or does it weaken you? Or is it neutral? And then when you look Mm -hmm. at that whole thing, you're going to go, there's the job description for who you need to hire. And, and we needed, so that's one thing. And because like, think about me doing bookkeeping, how much bookkeeping could I do in one hour? Well, probably nothing because I would complain and want to die the whole time. But if I hired a bookkeeper to do one hour's worth of work that I was going to spend, she'd probably do 15 hours worth of the same amount of work in an hour. We, right. we don't, this is called thinking like a business owner. Okay, that's a massive deal of self-awareness again. But now you go into the other part. The actual energy audit is all, it starts like this. There's like a whole session on it. But the, 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 the assignment I do is I actually get them to think about standing naked in front of the mirror.
0: <laughs>
1: and I say, look at your belly. Rate it from one to 10 and exactly what goes through your head. Look at your legs. Look at your face, your skin, your chest. And I literally go through this weird... Process where we actually just just simply starting from the self-image, mm-hmm. and usually it's there's right. maybe one or two things they like, and the rest of it's so now you're running around this world thinking I'm at a subconscious level thinking I'm your first choice. You're gonna want to choose me. It's a it's a contradiction to the subconscious. So you're running around, mm-hmm. and then you feel the emptiness. Then you feel something is lost. Then you get really frustrated and depressed. Well, you have a relationship with yourself that's never been talked about. That's one thing. Then we do the ten most influential relationships in your life. Rate them from rate them from one uh, one to ten. Ten being strengthens you and fires you up like crazy, and one being totally tears you down and steals all the energy. You want to see something crazy? You can see exactly what's going on energetically in your circle of influence. So this sure. is there's a few things else we do, but this is this is the stuff that unlocks the doubles and the triples in business that, that people aren't seeing that it's actually connected. You can, can, does this make sense, Brett?
0: Oh yeah. No, I'm following you, man. Yeah. When you, when you talked about the mirror exercise, what I was thinking or what kind of popped in my head was this accountability mirror, which is something that David Goggins had talked about. Okay. How when he felt out of, out of that kind of that misalignment that you were talking about, he would stand in the mirror and have this big self conversation about you're failing on this. You could be doing better with this. This is that. It was a big he called he called it the accountability mirror. And that's kind of what reminded me of that of you need to, again, it comes back to focusing on yourself and working on yourself before, you know, doing anything else to, you know, get the success that you ultimately yeah. want, is you have to be self-accountable and be honest with yourself. Honesty
1: is the, the word dude, the right there. I wrote it yeah. down as
0: you're speaking, honesty.
1: <laughs> no, because because people think positivity like like it's really good right. just to clarify this positive mm-hmm. movement is creating the most self judgment hands down, because then what happens is I it should be working. I've told myself I'm beautiful and it's not working. Maybe I don't right. have enough positive thoughts outweighing the negative thoughts. It is absolute self hatred you're creating that way. So when, when mm-hmm. you hear about Goggins looking at himself, honestly, that's the hack. You don't need positivity. We want honesty that's mm-hmm. self-awareness again
0: yeah yeah like it's not judgment
1: think, though like if you're looking at yourself going i'm a fat slob or if i say yeah i'm 20 pounds overweight two different things right one is like you can't you need to look at yourself honestly and if you do judgment it's, it's game over like you're just you might as well just you know you're gonna never gonna make it
0: you're digging yourself a mental ditch totally so you had mentioned um when you were expanding on this energy audit about, you know, having this mindset of a business owner, let's dive into what it means to, you know, have a business owner versus worker mindset.
1: Yeah. I love it. Love it. I think this is desperately what the industry needs. So like if I came to use a restaurant and I walked up to you and says, Hey, Brett, we're buddies. And I'm like, dude, I just got the best restaurant, best location. So busy. It is a moneymaker. I, I bought it for a million. It already creates a million revenue. It's going to be a one-year, hundred percent ROI. It's going to be amazing. Okay, awesome. But here, you know what? I'm going to save a little bit of money. Okay, and you know what? You know me. I'm a hard worker, Brad. You know I can do it. I'm going to. I'm going to actually. I'm going to do the hosting, serving, mm-hmm. cooking. And afterwards, I can clean up because it's after hours. And you know, I only need about two and a half hours sleep. I can crash. And so, right. and so, oh, yeah, the parking lot, the marketing, the the bookkeeping, the hiring, the firing, the the legal work. Okay, I, you know what? I can do it. That's a worker's mentality. And when you say it in a restaurant setting, what would you say mm-hmm. to me if I came and said that to you?
0: It sound insane, truthfully.
1: Yeah, that's what I see every single agent almost when they say, oh, I'm going to wow. same thing. You have to sell houses, list houses. You have paperwork to do. You've got reporting to do. You've got bookkeeping, taxes, which most don't do, by the way. We got to, like, what about what about those pictures, videos? Like we're talking, and and also, a restaurant has they eat and leave. With a real estate transaction, it takes minimum ninety days to get paid. You got to have a system to keep growing your base and taking care of the base. And keeping them for 20 years. No wonder no one keeps them because they're all freaking employee mindsets.
0: Right. Yeah. When it comes down to time, like how much are you willing to, you know, time is money is obviously that's said a lot. But we had a previous guest on who had also expanded on this point and talked about how ultimately, especially within real estate. It's that face-to-face interaction that's going to ultimately build the business. So if you're behind a desk doing the bookkeeping, or you're in the parking lot cleaning up, well, you could be serving people yeah. and building that relationship yeah. to have that, the loyal customers. What? Why would you? Why would you not do that? Why would you not spend all of your time yeah. doing what truly builds your business when you could hire okay. people to Let's answer take that. care of the other stuff?
1: Yeah. Why? They all know it. Everyone I talk to says, yeah, totally. I'm with you, man. Yeah, you bet. I shouldn't be doing the $15 an hour jobs. You bet. So what's the problem? This is what I'm trying to say. You tell me. (laughs) What is it? We can talk about it all day and be like, yep, we got just 17 steps to running a business. Change your, it's all data. So why are we not doing it? Do you know why? It's personal growth it's inner game. It's emotional friction. It's scared of, uh, uh, scared of conflict. It's people pleaser. There's real emotional things. It's emotional intelligence. For example, okay. I've been someone I've coached and I said, look, you're already making two, 300 grand a year. You're crushing. You're like really doing everything. Well, what you need is to freaking turn your hustle into a business. I said, you need to hire. She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. I so need it. You're so right. I'm going to get on it. Months go by. What the freak, why didn't you hire? You have money, you have the knowledge, you know everything. Finally dig into it. I had one last time and it didn't work. So now we're dealing with an emotional thing saying, I don't want to feel bad. I rather not do it than fail again because I have an issue with fear of failure. We got to get into the emotional unwinding. We got to figure it out. So the only Mm -hmm. so the thing is though she was so stuck that we had a bad experience that she doesn't want to do it again. It's easier just to work her ass off. And so if I was to tell her how to hire, it didn't work. It didn't just like us talking about it. People like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, you don't do nothing. What the frick? I don't want to, I want to live a life filled with purpose and impact. That means I've got to help people actually execute, not just tell them how smart and cool ideas and change their thinking a little bit. We need to execute. So here's, I'll give it, yeah. I'll give the audience a really good hack right now, because we, that's why I'm like, well, how i that's all I spend my time on. How do I get you over you without having to change you? Mm-hmm. Like, let's work with, with tools that you have and execute now, instead of doing some psychology for 10 years to work your shit out. No, 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 no. Let's build a business. And that actually what's, is what works out the psychology by forward motion is always the answer. When you go look in the closet, the monster is not there. There's no other way to convince someone that the monster's not there without opening that door and looking in the closet. So that's what I'm trying to help people do is go look in the closet. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Let's talk about hiring. Okay. Let's go. Let's give these people who are listening right now, exactly what to do and I'll help them do it right now. So let's go do this. First of all, let's build the motivation first. Not because everyone wants to hire, but why I'm busy. No, no, no. Watch this. What if we just, and, and let's, let's say this, how many deals the people miss because of a lack of follow-up let's just go real basic here most people yeah. at least are 10 and let's say okay. it's an expensive market or it's a ten thousand dollars a sale it's a hundred grand mm-hmm. so i said okay i can so they're like oh my goodness i've missed so many sales that's the thing about coaching you're thinking of getting sales i look at what you're losing right you don't actually have to do any lead gen we just gotta we just gotta get you to follow up on your base and, they're, and, and that's like literally a phone call or an email or a text. And they're like, yeah, I'm just so busy. So the motivation is let's try to capture the 100 grand. Perfect. Then you don't have to be as busy. Then you don't have to see I'm building the why. Because the mission is that you want to be home in the weekends with your family, right? Bam. Now we've got a bit of a system there to get motivation. Then I say this. Okay, let's run the numbers. So 100 grand we're trying to get. That's 10 sales. Let's run the numbers. Um, let's say $15 an hour. So let's do this. 15 bucks an hour times five days a week times 52. Is that right? $3,900. $3,900. What we want to do is this one hour a day, you hire someone. So instead of thinking hire an assistant, that triggers all the emotional friction. Oh, what am I going to do with them? How much do I pay them? How do I train them? There's so much. No, 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 no. If we take that road, you will do nothing. So I have to get their mindset to one percent closer to business owner. So I do project hiring. Hire mm-hmm. the project, you don't have to worry about taxes, employee, payroll, nothing. We're talking start where they're at. Like hiring an assistant is so intimidating. It's hard. So what we're doing is we're jumping them right to triple black belt. No, no, no. Let's move them forward as the goal. This is what coaches miss. They really do. Mm -hmm. They're like, here's the PDF. I did it. Yeah, after 15 years of trial and error, now you have a fucking PDF. You think they're going to be able to do it? There's no way. So what we do is one job. You have a babysitter. I'm a hack, man. I want to get to the money and get to my life as fast as I can. So hire someone to babysit you to make sure you do follow-up calls. So you do a CMA they say, call me in a couple months. We, we'll probably list mm-hmm. with you. We forget to call them. one thousand dollars plus all the referrals. It's crazy. <laughs> so what we want is this. One person, one hour a day, $15 an hour. Sorry, $30 an hour. We love to swear because okay. I just did a... Oh, you're fine. Okay. If, if anything, I, I can edit stuff out. Way so don't late worry about On it. that question. Okay. So, <laughs> so what you do? Okay. I'll, I'll just sorry. ADD sometimes hits me. So what? I get it. What uh, what you do is hire someone for fifteen dollars to look at your list, which is not ever taken care of. Mm-hmm. Their only singular job is to get to know the prospects that you're working with and get to know your clients. Okay. The only job they need to do is bug you. Hey Ben, I know it's uh, six o'clock at night. You're probably home with your family, but there's this one call that you've got to make, get it done. So it's a $15 an hour job, one hour a day. You can do a lot of work in one hour. Now mm-hmm. for $3,900, you buy yourself the 10 leads that you lost. Yeah. Why don't we just raise your income by hundred grand? People would, they would pay me 50 grand for that. That one tip is 50, 50 yeah. worth $50,000. I'm like, here, <laughs> I'll do one coaching session with you. Heck, I'll even help you hire the person. Give me 50 grand, I'll make you a hundred. Yeah. People complicate things, Brent. And so that's where I, my motive is not the money, to be honest. Money's never the motive. Motive is that I'm going sure. to get their freedom. I'm actually right. going after their freedom because they don't want money. They want freedom. You know, It's always, 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 they think money buys freedom. It really doesn't. And so money buys, yeah. money buys busyness the way they're doing it. It actually is the opposite, very opposite. As they grow their business, they get busy because they didn't build a business and they're not tied to what they really mm. want. So they just start rolling. right. And the very thing they're looking for is freedom. And so, with one hour and thirty
0: nine hundred dollars a year, then it's like you can make a hundred grand. Well, yeah, and when you break it down that to that simplest form, it sounds like, oh, of course, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? But then, (laughs) like like you had said with, yeah, (laughs) like you said with all your examples, is nobody ever actually does it. Nobody sits down and just does it. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so
1: then you can look so, at your own life. It's, this is why I, co- I actually coach other businesses too here and there. I, it's like, oh, okay. it's like 85% real estate, but I coach executives. Right. Same thing happens, right? They're busy in the same business business. This mm-hmm. is the same thing. What do you want? You know, and how do we get it? Cool. Now let's build your business toward that. How do we buy your time? Mm-hmm. What's draining you? Let's fix yeah. that. So now you're twice as productive and on your stuff and that job that you were doing is 10 times more productive because you're not doing it. <laughs> you know, it's like. Like editing a podcast
0: <laughs> yeah no right you, you draining you the like the crazy head.
1: man and most guys don't want to edit podcasts how about a no, perfectionist editing a podcast versus a non-perfectionist see what the psychology is the biggest hack
0: because mm-hmm.
1: it's slow no
0: so that it makes sense though but it makes perfect sense um but again it just comes back to not people don't want to take the time to explore that
1: well it's scared of what they find because we've made it so scary right It's not like, hey, dude, I still yell at my kids sometimes. Guess what, though? That's okay. See, the problem Mm -hmm. is that the problem is this, that we beat the living shit of ourselves. We hide Mm -hmm. who we are. And then you're like, holy crap, if they knew who I am, they're not going to like me. Oh, my goodness. So you have this internal trap. I'm normalizing Mm -hmm. and I'm being the guinea pig. Yeah, you're right. Sometimes I overeat. Sometimes, yes, but I'm still winning. We don't like perfection. Are you kidding me? I'm ADD, HD. I got them all, man. I barely can read. I'm dyslexic and look legit. And, and it's like, it's like, you know what though, man? I, I don't have to change me. I just gotta be me. And I think right. confidence is misunderstood because they think they gotta be Goggins, is the is right. only problem with that, is he's such a high level. We're chasing yeah. the high level rather than just being you. It's not f- good enough, is the problem. You're not good yeah. enough the way you are. That's bullshit. All our life yeah. we've been told. All our life we've yeah. been told that we're not good enough. Be better. Yeah, master you... your craft. Why not fucking master your craft? What if I'm good enough? Joy life. Yeah. It's different.
0: Yeah. No, it's funny you say that because even he will touch on that. He's like, don't try and be me. He's like, be the best version of you. He's yeah. like, you can't be me because I'm me. Yeah. But yeah. But, it's, but again, you're adopting all of these ideas of who you want to be, but That's it's funny. not truly what you want.
1: Yeah. I run retreats, four day retreats, deep dives, four days, you leave your world and, and you feel guilty for leaving your world, which is part of my process. And we take mm-hmm. you to the one, some beautiful locations in the world. And we literally do deep dive on who you are, what you want. It's probably, mm-hmm. I've been doing this now for 10 years. I've, I've been doing it with a, being mentored and now mentoring. Um, this, mm-hmm. I, I'm on my 10th retreat. I'm doing myself. I can't explain mm. to you the power of leaving your world for three days and doing a deep dive into this stuff. It's, right. it's something that, uh, I've never seen such transformation in businesses not working on your business.
0: Right. Yeah, no, but that makes sense of being able to take a step back. Um, cause that's how it's a great way to avoid that burnout that you were talking about earlier. hundred
1: percent. And then burnout costs. People don't cost burnout. What's three months of right. you being at 20% energy worth. Nothing. You're 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 literally, I just talked to someone who just signed up to my program. His name's Graham. And he's like, uh he's like, gab I've done all the other coaches. I said, why are you calling me? <laughs> he goes, Well, he goes, he goes, I need some, they're all too nice. I need someone to really <laughs> tell me. And I would just honesty is missing, right? Because people have a side motive. If you're being too nice, right. that's because you don't want to lose their money or you don't want the reputation right. to change. You don't want to so you just keep them going. Well, my motive is leave or come. I don't care. I want change right i don't want you right. in my world to get out of my world if you're hiring me to coach you we're going to see production we're going to see no, not yeah. sales we're going to see an yeah. openness and real changes and we're going to get what you want and okay. so he he just had signed up and uh but it was the inner game he wants to talk about because he's tried everything. Oh. it's just happening it's happening more and more so it's cool to see it's cool to see what's sure. happening
0: sure and i'm sure from your perspective over time you've kind of seen that growth and seen more and more people kind of hit that aha themselves of i've done everything that i thought i should (laughs) do or that previous coaches have told me to do but it's not worked there's got to be something left that yeah and it's you know it's in here
1: well it's simply saying this i think this if you compare me to all the other coaches i'm not Mm -hmm. saying they're bad at all right like they're great the thing is though, they focus on building a race car for you Right. And they give you an instruction manual exactly the best tires, the best systems, and all this stuff. Right. But no one's teaching mm-hmm. how to become an amazing driver. That's what I do. Right. And so right. if, but now I got, I think I got an advantage because guess why you take any race car driver, you put him in any car, mm-hmm. he's going to win or get close to it. So we, we, yeah. they think the best car is the, the way to win. Nope. Would you take the best car or the best driver? It's just like, that's just, it's, yeah. it's a simple answer.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. You, you look at F1, they have, um, these amazing, amazing cars. But like you had just said, what's more important is the driver behind yeah, them. You, you could have the Mercedes Petronas, but if you throw a no-name driver who has no <laughs> mental health... The guy's not going to win any races for you and you're losing millions of dollars. That's the story of business right there, my friend. That's why I'm like, gotta be Lewis Hamilton.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The the reality is I'm getting that constantly. It's I almost, I I laughed at the last person that called me to for coaching and we talked to him. I I started laughing. I said, I got to explain. I'm not laughing at you. I just said, it's so cliche that I've got the same conversation. I won't drop their names, but I've tried this guy, this guy, this guy, we're talking 30, $40,000 of coaching. Jeez, Like 10 grand here, 10 grand here. And, And it's like, It's like, and it's like, they're just, they, they are so smart, Mm -hmm. but the problem is that they, they don't understand how to get the person to actually execute. Like even the example of how do you hire an assistant? I can teach you that. No, no, no. $15. Could you afford that? Yeah. Okay. Get someone to do one thing in your business. Now I can, now it gets this understanding a different, you got to grow that person. Mm -hmm. Once that happens, that's why we get long-term results. Short-term is flash in the pan. Here's your car.
0: Right. But if
1: like, if you can really grow the person, but it's those moments that happen on the inside that change everything forever. I'd like to explain traditional coaching is this jump on the call. Okay, great. What are your goals? Awesome. Yep. Cool. What did you do to get to your goals? Great. Okay. Here's a couple strategies you use. Okay, good. See you next week. That's coaching. That's not coaching. You should not pay for an accountability (laughs) partner. You should get your buddy to do that. Truthfully. And oh, you can have a whole library of all my systems. Here's the library card. Where do I start? Just go look around like it's not it's like, OK. And so so the thing is, though, um, when that's 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 accountability coaching, like mm-hmm. you don't have someone to be like, really put the microscope on you. And that's right. that's And like you said, I don't know how many people are really wanting that until the pain is enough. They show up. Right. And that's why we're seeing a lot of the coaches doing the same stuff. And now with EXP, you know, e- mm-hmm. EXP growing oh, yeah. it's all everyone's a coach now. Like, it's a yeah. really interesting thing that's happening. I got no problem. I coach, I coach EXP agents. I'm, I, I Even teams use me as their main training, but mm-hmm. so nothing against EXP, but the model is a recruiting model. So what's happening is everyone's now being a coach. Sure. Because why would you not? If, a, if you're a team lead, I'm a coach. You. I'm going to coach you. I'm going to coach you. But the thing is, though, that's it's a really interesting thing because it's going to water down the entire coaching industry everyone's a right. coach it's gonna change right. so it's in the midst of and there's nothing wrong with the with the business it's just that it's mm-hmm. that it's just interesting to see that the that everyone's a real estate coach now and what's gonna happen is it, it's just the same stuff mm-hmm. hey you want a door knock here's three objections how you do it okay great you want it why aren't you doing it yeah because you have a fear of rejection my friend they don't mm-hmm. they don't need to learn how to door knock they need <laughs> to learn the fear of rejection once you fear rejection go freaking walk to every single supermarket and go pick up deals it's everywhere
0: yeah So, um, I think I know what your answer will be to this question, but I'd like to ask it anyway. What do you think has been the biggest factor for you within building like a lasting career one in real estate, but now in coaching? You know what?
1: I I treat people like humans. First of all, not like a transaction.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. You spend the time to really hear them and understand them. Uh, and, and genuinely it's the mission is impact. Like if i work with someone it's personal to me like mm-hmm. i told everyone on my team it's personal we're not here to make a transaction we're here personal and i feel like if we can focus on one at a time make a human connection without worrying about the sale you will see what happens over time yeah. no matter what industry you're at if you're at a restaurant or where a restaurant owner called you on your birthday not just give you a little discount card be like hey i okay. own boston pizza and I know that's, that might be impossible. Right? Okay. I just went to our Chicago deep dish, I guess yours. And, and, but imagine I'm the owner of Chicago deep dish, Brett. I've noticed that you were at my restaurant. I noticed it's your birthday. I just want to say how much I appreciate you coming to eat my pizza. What would you say, Brett? Would you ever go anywhere else after that?
0: No, I'd be, I'd be a customer for life.
1: Hello. What the F are we doing? That what in some way has to be done. This is called 1925 mm-hmm. business. And it's the ultimate hack right now because everything is about optimization, websites, lead gen drip, you know, like the lead magnets. And yes, it is important. I have that. But without the thing where they say, Brett, I deeply care for your money you send to me, your business. And how's your kids, Brett? How's it? Are you ever going to have kids? How's the girl? How's the boy? Like, what about that? Somehow. That's the ultimate yeah. hack to business. It's missing. And I'm going to say one thing, okay? I've will i never given this yet, but here's my prediction. So do you know what the used car salesman guy is?
0: Oh, yeah. The typical stereotype. That's a branded yeah.
1: thing, okay? As a society, we have agreed on a branding of a human that's a sleazeball, okay? <laughs> because he'll say anything he has to do to sell you some pieces as long as he gets paid. Old school, right? Now, yeah. That had to get created, What happened for 15 years or 10 years before that was guys learned how to manipulate to get the sale. Now, here's the thing. My generation at 42, we've rejected that beyond rejected that. We've all been burnt. We've all bought the vacuum at the door. We know how it works. And we rejected it for 15 to 20 years. Guess what's back? Closers. It is unreal. Mark my word. Okay. We are back to growing used car salesmen. Grant Cardone, uh, Daniel Locke, some of these powerhouses are teaching closers. And I'm looking at this saying, I know hardcore manipulative sales training. And I'm not saying they're all like that, okay? But I know that people don't like it. Mm -hmm. Closers, you need a closer? This is now prequel. In 10 years, we're going to hate their guts, if not five years. I'm playing the hedge bet. And I agree, everyone else should. <laughs> as I'm betting that I'm going to be the guy, the relationship first guy that will win the game at the end. We have the tortoise and the hare happening right now. Mm-hmm. The hares are going to come out like flying, making millions. They're going to do these things. And it's going to be really hard to focus on long game relationship building until the world rebrands the used car salesman as the closer. You watch what's right. going to happen. So if we want to build, now is the most incredible time to play the odds on relationship mm-hmm. because it is now mainstream on closers because high ticket coaching, all these things. If you can close sales, find a guy with the high ticket closing or uh product and go sell for them. So mm-hmm. it's an industry that's coming back. If the, the new used car salesman will be the closer.
0: Like the Michael Burry. I don't know who that is. Betting against it. Oh, uh, <laughs> watch the, uh, movie, uh, the big short and you Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, so that, that was all based off uh, Michael Burry, you know, essentially betting against yeah. the housing market. I, I truly
1: believe with because I'm an old school salesman, my dad was a door-to-door mm-hmm. salesman. I was in it. I was trained in it. And it, I rejected on every level from a human-to-human interaction. To sell mm-hmm. stuff, sure, but human-to-human interaction. Yeah, I think in the day of of a, of a non-connected, connected world, people right. are more desperate for a real human connection than ever in the history of time. There's more people yeah. desperate because they look at you and they think they know you they look at you we can I can put images up on Facebook I can brand my life so no one actually knows who they are and I mm-hmm. think this is where if we can really get to know human beings like you I said if deep dish pizza called you, I would be a customer for life what if we go after that right that is where we need to obsess in business
0: it makes sense, but in it and it's that loss of connection is not just applied to you know, sales techniques or real estate for that matter. I it's think everywhere. there's a huge loss of connection everywhere.
1: Well, we're in, yeah,
0: we're in it right now. That's for sure. Totally. Um, so looking back at your career, what is one thing that you would go back and change and why, if there is anything,
1: man, I would have bet on me way faster. Sure. I would have bet on myself way faster. I think, I think that's the greatest loss of time and money I've ever seen, ever, mm-hmm. is how we chase other people. I should have just yeah. stepped in and spoke up and being my spoke my truth. I, mean, I wish I would have been rejected 50 times faster and mm-hmm. than I was and got used to it. Yeah, I really believe that. I think going back, uh, and even today, though, Brett, I look at that today. What am I doing that's not, what am I hiding still? What am I, because what I'll, if I'm giving myself this right. advice now, I'm doing it now. Yep. <laughs> Where do I need to be real more? Where, because I'm telling you, that's the ultimate. It's the most, sure. it, what it is, is it's attractive. And yep. so if I was yep. to go back and, and, uh, I, I, and the regrets would be, I wish I would have, I wish I could have, uh, heard my family more in mm-hmm. the midst of it. I know this is serves a purpose and I, you know, but I, I, I don't feel I missed anything in the way, but I definitely would have loved to be able to connect to what I wanted earlier. Okay. way earlier because then I wouldn't have done certain things. I wouldn't have needed 61 properties. I've heard it was up 20, kept a beautiful portfolio right. and moved on and done something. But I did 61 properties in four different cities. And this, the drivenness, it was the cost on my family was high. And okay. today we're in really good shape. So it's not, it's That's not a waste. Like we're in the best relationship I've ever had with my wife today. The best I've right. ever had in my life. Cause I'm willing to walk away from everything, everything okay. over my family.
0: That's awesome to hear though. And I'm glad that you're at that spot it's genuine yeah it's legit I'll, i'd live in a van dude i don't care
1: i'd live in a van <laughs> but i would do it and then i would market it and then i would be living in a van with right now having a good time and i'd be like i, I don't yeah like just watch my life i'll just go live it like i don't care it's that's the coolest feeling in the world no who cares yeah i got what i, I, that, I know what i want
0: that's awesome well i think that that's a great way uh to kind of and this episode, if there's, you know, anything that you want our listeners to, uh, you know, resource-wise, you'd said earlier that um, you're working on a book right now. Yeah. I don't know if that's supposed to be hush-hush or no, not. No, I so just I finished the get... finished <laughs>
1: manuscript today with my writer. Uh, it's going into, okay. it's going to be a final editing. It's called The Richest Real Estate Agent. It's the okay. it's the guide to building a seven-figure business without sacrificing your relationships. It's a mindset okay. strategy uh, book. Okay. Mindset first, grow the agent and then grow your business. That's just like what we're talking about. So that's coming out in March, but I think March next year, that'll be March, okay. 2022, whatever Okay. for whenever someone's listening to it. That's perfect. That's and Reboot then camp.
0: for your coaching business, um, is there a website that you'd like yeah, to sure. direct people to?
1: You can go to BenOsterveld.com. I'm sure you'll have it okay. linked, but Ben Osterveld, o- I will. Yeah, O-O-S-T-E-R-V-E-L-D, but or the okay. Real Estate Reboot Camp. That's Real a sales funnel, camp. book an appointment, mm-hmm. You probably have a good chance of talking to me directly. Uh, right. And and it, it's not a sales call for me. It's let's see if I can help you. If we're a good fit, we're going to dominate. We're going to win. If we're not a good fit, I will push you away so fast because I don't want to have people in my world. I don't need the money. I want to make impact. I'm looking for my tribe one at a time. Right. Are you my tribe? Are you, putting, are you taking what I'm putting down here? Maybe it's that moment. They're like, finally, someone's talking. I get that a
0: lot. Like, oh, man, I don't know. You're
1: different. And man, you're different. Right. And that's my tribe finding me. That's awesome.
0: So is there any, anything else that you'd like to point people to or is that? A- it's probably good,
1: man. Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, okay. find me. All I ask is say, if you like the podcast, let me know. It makes me feel happy inside. And um, like I said, looking for my tribe one at a time, Who, who who's out there. Uh, I, really, I really feel like that's a mission. I'm building a community for 20 years. People that want to build a, an amazing business paid for by their life. So other way mm-hmm. around build a business. You know, that's really opposite. Let's that's dyslexic right there. So anyways, (laughs) you want to build an amazing life and you can pay for it by your business versus the other versus the other way around.
0: (laughs) Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks again, Ben. This has been an awesome conversation. I've really enjoyed it. Um, And, you know, best of luck with everything coming up for you. Yeah. Thanks, man. You're a great host, man. Thanks. Thank you. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe to us and leave a review on your podcast player of choice. Shop Talk is a production of the CE Shop.